Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to The Dead Parent Club Podcast, a podcast designed to open up the conversation surrounding grief and to ensure young grievers feel less alone. I'm Catherine Hooker and I speak with young adults from all over the world whose lives have been impacted from losing a parent at a young age. The good, the bad and the banter. Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Dead Prank Club podcast featuring yours truly. So I'm just trying something different now, doing like a week with just myself and then a week with a guest, just to add a bit of variety and also because there is so much to speak about during these crazy times and I thought, you know, if I can't go and see my friends and stuff all the time then the least I can do is just talk on a microphone to you guys once a week about my thoughts. <laughs> so. In this week's episode, I'm going to talk about Afterlife Season 2, so if you haven't already watched it, then spoiler alert. I do think you'll be fine though, listening and then watching it afterwards because I'm not going to go into that much detail about the kind of storyline. However, if you kind of don't want any spoilers, then either don't listen until the end when I talk about something else, or um, just pick this podcast back up after you've watched Season 2. I am also going to cover some of the things that you guys messaged me about on Instagram. So that is the jealousy that some people can use lockdown to spend quality time with their parents, being scared of losing their other parents COVID-19, and having loads of dreams about your loved one, which I totally get. So yeah, that's what we're going to cover today. Don't forget, if you do enjoy the podcast and you listen every week and you find it useful, please do consider leaving it a review on iTunes. It can really help just let other people find me which is obviously the main aim of this whole podcast, is to reach as many people as possible. And if you don't already, follow us on social media at Instagram, at Dead Parent Club Podcast, on Facebook, Dead Parent Club, and on Twitter, and on our website, or you can email us at dpcpodcast at hotmail.com. Especially if you want to kind of come onto the show or anything like that, then you can catch us there. Thank you very much and enjoy this week's episode. So a few of you who have listened to this podcast for ages or have kind of started listening from the start may have heard Sam and I talk about Afterlife when the first season came out last year and we absolutely loved it. So I have been itching to get into season two and it may come as no surprise that on Friday night I ended up binge watching the whole of season two. I literally couldn't stop. Um, 
My only complaint about that whole series is that it is way too short, like six to 30 minute episodes. We, you know, could do with so much more than that. <laughs> but one thing that I absolutely have to commend it on is just the way that it approaches grief. Like, it just makes it so much more accessible. And usually grief and you know heavy topics like that are just completely avoided on any kind of like mainstream streaming services and people just don't really want to touch them and Ricky Gervais just does such a fantastic job of you know making it kind of watchable so for people that haven't experienced a loss will watch it and enjoy it but also hopefully behind the scenes they'll also be educated on just how painful grief and loss is which I think is just a win-win for all of us grievers, like people to learn about how painful it can be. Um, and it also lets us open the conversation about it as well. Like if our friends are, have been watching it and the conversations then they're talking about it, then like it just makes grief way more accessible for everybody. It's raw, it's painful, it's really funny, which I'm a big fan of. Um, and it doesn't shy, shy away from the nitty gritty. Like, you know, there's a lot of talk in there about suicide and not wanting to be there anymore because you can't imagine your life without them. And it also highlights how your behavior can change because you're just so angry with the world and at how painful your loss is. So I just want to cover just some of the bits in season two that were just really poignant for me. I didn't make any notes as I was watching it because I was just enjoying it too much. So this is just things that I remember that really must have kind of struck a chord with me so it by no means kind of goes into loads of detail on the storyline or anything like that so if you haven't watched it yet don't worry I'm just kind of covering a few of the scenes that I think are just brilliant and they, they've been done really really well so one of the things for me which I think I could resonate with so much and I think so many of us grievers could can resonate with is when he was talking about how he's acting all the time so he was saying that his family and his friends always think that he's gone downhill again when he starts when he starts kind of you know coming across as depressed and down and they think that he's been getting better when he's around them and acting normally but actually the reality is is that he remembers how he used to act like he knows how he behaved before he experienced such a huge loss and he just uses that memory and those skills and you know he knows how people would have expected him to behave when he's around his friends and family to make it seem that he is actually coping and he's okay and also just because it's easier like if you're down and depressed all the time around people they find it really hard to be around you and which is you know the really sad fact so I think so many of us have actually had to rely on acting around people and coming across as that really loud bubbly person and I think we all do that in different ways um I actually spoke about this with a really lovely guy called Nick who I recorded a podcast with last weekend and that episode will be out next week um and we actually spoke about how before our loved one died we were really social really outgoing loved hanging out with our friends all the time at the life of the party and then for some reason now I'm just not really that much of a social person at all don't get me wrong I love seeing my friends and I love the occasional night out but I find them exhausting like I just find social occasions exhausting and I think it's just because I acted for so long 
after my mum died when I was around people and you kind of I think you even act to yourself when you kind of pretend that everything's okay when it's not and I think you just never really stop doing that you just need time sometimes to just be yourself and just not have to put on this front where you're really happy and excited all the time and don't get me wrong I you know that's not the case all the time there are some times when I'm genuinely content and happy and excited to be around people but for some reason my love for social occasions and social events just isn't really there anymore and I don't really know why but that's that so yeah when he was talking about this in this series I was like wow that's so poignant and so true and I bet so many of you guys can resonate with that as well another bit was when okay this is quite a big spoiler so yeah you might want to forward past this I'll give you three seconds so when his dad died in the show and he was grieving that loss but he was able to accept it not like his wife who had died prematurely obviously we found that out in season one and you know the way that he kind of behaved when people were showing him sympathy was so much different in this circumstance than it was when people were showing him sympathy for his wife and he even said to them you know I'm able to accept this because I don't feel robbed of that time Whereas with his wife, he was robbed of so, so many years of happiness. And, you know, that was similar to me where about a year after my mum died, my mum's mum, so my grandma Mim, she also passed away. And I kind of have this theory that she was holding on for my mum and, you know, after my mum died, she was just never the same again. She always said that she just had this, like, internal shake, which, you know, it was hard for me watching my mum die. Imagine how hard it was for her to watch her daughter die. Like, it's just, like, you can't comprehend it. Um... So I completely get where he's coming from with that. Like you've suffered such a huge loss previously with somebody who died like, you know, so prematurely that you're able to process the death of somebody who's older and that's, you know, the life cycle's a bit easier. Don't get me wrong, the grief is still really apparent, but I think the bitterness isn't there as much. And, you know, that is different for everyone because for some people, their grandparents are pretty much their parents and you know, they can be extremely close, but I think for a lot of people you can accept that loss a lot easier than you can the loss of your parent who died far too young. Another one of my favourite moments was when, you know, the numerous times that he asked the people in his office out for a coffee and that kind of seemed to be his way of giving a helping hand to people and reaching out to them. I think in season one he was very harsh, he showed no sympathy or empathy for other people whereas in this season he was you know so much more empathetic and so much more caring to the people that looked after him and you know all of us kind of have this thing on our heads of we remember the people that were there for us and that showed up when we were going through such a huge loss and you know you don't really have that time anymore for the people that didn't but you really love those people that cared cared for you I think that's what he was doing here and I think it just also shows just how you know empathetic you are after you've lost somebody close to you I think it's because you realize that feeling low can be so dangerous and you know how it feels to be hurt and down and depressed and watching the people that you love around you feeling like that even if it was for something completely different you know not grief and loss but just for a life event you can really you know relate to that And I just thought it was lovely how he could acknowledge when somebody around him was struggling and he would just be like, do you want to go for a coffee? Like, that 
was massive for me and I think it was really clever the way they'd switched it up in this season okay so on these kind of like coffee trips that he did with them he always told them a story about his wife that was kind of related to their issue and I just loved the way that he told those stories without apologizing this again is something that I've talked about a bit in previous episodes recently and that I've become like a massive I don't know I'm kind of obsessed with it right now is like not saying sorry when you're talking about your loved one like the I love the way that for us we can talk to each other about our losses without apologizing but as soon as we try and talk to our friends about it our instinct like our instinct is to say sorry for bringing it up and I love the way that he spoke to his colleagues about his wife and he didn't apologize and I thought that was amazing and more than that his colleagues and his friends were actually appreciative of the story just because it related to them and it helped them and that just highlighted again to me why should we stop talking about them because they're dead like if there is a story about our loved one that is relatable for the experience that one of our friends is going through when they're struggling why the hell shouldn't we speak about them like and we shouldn't have to apologize for doing that either and that was just so special for me too a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, my last point is at the end of the series, um, this was really, really painful to watch and I was actually sobbing at this point. You know that throughout season one and season two, Ricky Gervais spoke quite a lot about suicide and wanting to end his life and he always did it in quite a humorous way and we never really saw him act on it in a serious manner. Um, Huge spoiler here. Again, I'll give you three seconds to forward. (laughs) So at the end of this series, he actually comes really close to committing suicide he has all these pills his dog is is barking at him he's sat on the sofa it's obvious that he is feeling completely just like deflated and just can't imagine any happiness and I think it just shows that even though according to society at this point he should have been able to kind of get over his loss by now or he should be you know that whole stages of grief thing like the acceptance and the kind of feeling more positive and blah 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 it just, I think the whole season just shows how grief is so up and down, up and down, and some days he's quite positive, other days he comes and sits next to the woman in the graveyard and he's crying, like, it just shows how grief is not linear, it's just so messy, and even though it had been, I don't know the timescales, but, you know, a while since his wife had, his wife had died, he was still so close to ending his own life, and it was the love of somebody else that stopped him, you know, just the chance of somebody knocking on his door. And some of us aren't as lucky to have people around us that care about us all of the time. But, you know, us as grievers and 
you know, we can empathise with people and it's our duty as well to take care of those around us that we love. If you know somebody who's struggling, then just reach out to them now and again because it can literally make all the difference. Um, A lot of us now know other people who are grieving a similar loss to us just because of this amazing grief community and I think we should all look after each other. Um, I think it's just so important and I just the way that it showed how low you can get even after some time after the loss of your loved one and that was educating hopefully to people that haven't lost anybody yet or, ha- or who have a grieving friend that even when you think somebody's doing okay and they've kind of gotten over it or they're looking you know looking like they're more positive they could well be acting and they could actually be just falling apart inside and you just never know what's going to happen so yeah if you haven't watched afterlife yet even like season one then i highly recommend that you go and watch it it's i don't know some bits are a bit rude (laughs) it is you know a really funny watch but it just covers so many meaningful things and i think things like what i spoke about here that people that haven't had a loss might not even notice they were really poignant to me and i just resonated with so much of this season and you know so much so that I can actually remember so much of it even though I was just like I don't know I watched it a few days ago and just binged it um I can't wait to watch it again it was fab and I hope you guys watch it and kind of get the same impressions of it as I did too so earlier today on Instagram I asked you guys if there's anything else that you kind of wanted me to cover in an episode just because you know in life we have things that you want to hear that somebody else is going through something similar to you one of the things that came up was the jealousy that some people can use lockdown to spend quality time with their parents yes yes and yes i actually did an instagram post on this the other day um usually for me on instagram you know the things people hate are seeing other people be more productive than you or showing off their amazing figures they're baking they're working out and blah 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 but for me during this whole lockdown period the biggest trigger has been watching people um, film instagram stories and post of activities that they're up to with both of their parents at home and i don't know it's really hard to watch because we didn't get that time and you know the things i would do now for a few weeks in lockdown with my mum hearing her stories and learning, learning more about her and just having those like quality moments together but then I also think you know if I hadn't had this huge momental momental loss I mean I wouldn't be thinking like that if I was in lockdown with my mum right now I'd be like oh I'm stuck in with my mum and dad and it's really difficult and me I just want to shake the other people who are like complaining that they're stuck in with their parents because I'm like you have got this one opportunity to get to know them so well and to make all of these memories together make the most of it like you're so lucky and I just wish that you know we could let the whole world know if anybody is you know in lockdown with their parents and they have a happy relationship that what they're going through right now they're extremely lucky to have each other during this time and there's been moments when me and my dad have been like oh you know mum would have loved this and we're doing certain things like sitting out in the garden with a fire pit and she would so you know, I would have loved to see my mum's reaction to this whole situation. She'd be going stir crazy about not being able to see my brothers and my brother's kid and stuff like that. And she'd be on the phone to my 
aunties and her brother like so much I can just imagine the phone bill my dad would be like all it'd be awful (laughs) but yeah it makes me sad thinking about all this time that other people are getting to spend and we're not but unfortunately as is life you know there's going to be other moments like when we get married that we're going to have you know watch people that we know they're going to have their parents there and when we have children we're going to do that with one less parent as well or even you know without any parents altogether so yeah we are in really individual situations but we just have to try and practice gratitude and be appreciative of what we've got like if we are healthy and we do have a roof over our heads and we're able to make ourselves delicious food go out on daily walks I think that is you know we're really lucky to have that Another thing that people brought up was being scared of losing their other parent during COVID-19. And I'm sure this is something I think I've spoken about in a previous episode, but, you know, it's still very applicable. We're, we feel very protective over our, our other parent. Um, you know, I, for one, have spent the last five years being overprotective over my dad and I'm obsessed with like what he's feeding himself because he's just not very healthy, as I've spoken about you know, a million times. Um so even though yeah we're scared of our parents getting coronavirus I think we do just kind of spend our lives now being a little bit more kind of um obsessed with looking after our other parent there's only so much you can do if you're living with them you know go and do their supermarket shop for them um just try and stop them from making any unnecessary trips out Uh, if you don't live with them just catch up with them every day tell them that you love them give them a hug if you are living with them um they're probably struggling as well not being able to see their friends or do the things that they would usually do and they're probably missing their partner as well if that was you know your family situation so we just have to be caring towards each other so the last one is uh, somebody commented saying that they're having loads of dreams about their loved one and you are definitely not on your own with this i've heard loads of people having like really vivid crazy dreams um, I had a dream, I don't dream about my mum very often at all, I find that that's also really popular between us like grievers, you know, we don't have loads of dreams about our parent, um, but yeah, I had one where I saw my mum in a crowd and I was so confused because I had, I was like, that can't be her, like my mum's dead, that's impossible, it couldn't be her, but then she turned around and it was her and then she just, just disappeared and I remember just in my dream feeling so desperate to see her and to talk to her and be like how are you here but also in my head being like that's impossible she can't be here that can't be her so that was really strange for me um and my dad also this actually this morning came downstairs and he's only dreamt about her twice this was the second time and my dad has this fish tank in the hallway which he loves and it's filled with like all these like special fish <laughs> and he bought it just a year after my mum died as like a kind of treat to himself because he knew that my mum like always wanted him to get one and he said that my mum was clearing out the fish tank for him but she binned all of like the weed in the fish tank which is kind of what is like you know creates the healthy atmosphere in the water and stuff and the fish helps the fish survive and my dad had to actually get rid of the fish because my mum had binned all of the weed and apparently he was shouting like no 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 like in his sleep um which I find is such a funny dream but yeah you're definitely not on your own with that I bet loads of other people have had weird dreams as well um 
if any of you guys have had any crazy dreams then message me on instagram and let me know or drop me an email because i think it'd be fab if we can just share them with each other um so they're mine and my dad's what are yours <laughs> okay so that's it from me this week I have already recorded next week's episode with a great guy called Nick, who I mentioned earlier. Um, Nick and I actually went to uni together, but we never kind of knew each other at the time, but he reached out a few weeks ago. And yeah, I had a great chat with him on Sunday. Honestly, I love recording these podcasts with guests so much. Um, Even people that I literally have no idea who they are, we've only kind of exchanged a few lines of contact on social media or via email. And the conversations are just so easy because we all have just that, that same level of like respect and acknowledgement for each other and literally by the end of the call it's like oh I've gained another friend like you feel like best friends and it's just a telephone call um pretty much so you know if any of you guys are listening and you feel like you're ready to tell your story or you have a specific thing about grief that you want to talk about you don't even have to talk about your own story if it's true triggering true triggering you can speak about something that you're passionate that's kind of related to grief or like losing a parent at a young age or how you've kind of like changed your life from that situation it's you know one of the most important things here in the dead parent club is that we have something positive to say because even though we go through so much trauma and so much pain um we want to make sure that everybody listening comes away with something positive that they can take away with them so yeah i hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode don't forget to reach out and i look forward to launching another one next week have a lovely week thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the dead prank club podcast i so hope that you've enjoyed it and you found some comfort in the stories that you've heard here today as always i would just like to remind you that neither myself nor any of the guests that come onto the show are healthcare professionals Therefore, if you do find yourself struggling with your grief, I highly recommend that you seek out professional help, whether that be from your GP or from the numerous charities out there that are available to you. Please also remember that you can reach out to us at any time on Instagram at DPC Podcast, on Facebook at The Dead Parent Club, and you can email us at dpcpodcast at hotmail.com. Alternatively, you can check out our website where a resources page is also available at www.dpcpodcast.co.uk. Also, please don't hesitate to contact me if you want to get involved in the podcast in any way, whether that be coming onto the show or to write a blog for us as well. If coming onto a podcast isn't your thing. Thank you so much once again for listening and we'll see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.